Hello again. This is Roberta Lee, the author of The Language of Tarot, back with another podcast episode. I want to apologize right away. Uh, A lot longer has gone by since the last episode on this feed than I wanted to have go by. Uh, I had a PC crash, and it's taken me about two and a half weeks here to get all of my software and hardware functioning on the new PC because it contains a new operating system, Windows 7, and therefore there was a lot of upgrading and downloading and all kinds of good stuff like that to do. Anyway, I'm back, and this is a request uh, episode, and I'm very happy to do that, and I hope that if you have any questions, if anything at all about tarot reading is on your mind and you would like it addressed in one of the episodes on this podcast, whether or not whether or not it's something that I cover in detail in the book version of The Language of Tarot, I would love to be able to add it to this podcast feed. So let me know. You can do so by emailing me. There are links on robertaleart.com. You can also leave me a message or write on my wall on Facebook or tweet me on Twitter at robertaleart. And so now we're going to do a, an episode about medical readings and how health issues relate to tarot readings in general. I'd like to say that there is a great deal of information on this subject scattered throughout the entire book version of The Language of Tarot because a lot of the cards have specific meanings when it comes to health issues. I'm not going to go through the book and try to pick all of those out because it just would be an impossible task. However, there is a section of chapter 9 in the language of tarot in which I cover some of the basics on this. So what I'm going to do right now is read that section from chapter 9 on medical readings and death. It touches on specifically a great many of the fears that seekers sometimes have when they ask about health issues. So let's look at that part of chapter 9 of the language of tarot. Medical readings and death. If there is one fear about tarot that readers get a tad tired of hearing, it's the anxiety that a reading will show how or when the seeker or someone dear to them will die. Now, I've been at this for over 30 years, and I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of readings I've done that have predicted a literal, physical death. Moreover, in every single case, I cannot stress this enough, that death has been an expected one, one already predicted by medical science and the result of a disease commonly understood to be terminal. Often, in fact, these have been welcome deaths and have shown up in the cards as a release, both for the ill person and for their caregivers. I hate to start this section with death, actually, because the tarot is a wonderful oracle to help understand, guide, and predict all sorts of non-fatal medical questions. However, I wanted to get this whole question of the tarot and cards of death out of the way immediately because I've been deeply involved with tarot for so very long. I tend to forget that there are tons of people out there whose only experience with tarot cards is through the highly sensationalized version shown in popular media. You know how it goes. The gypsy's dark eyes widened as she turned over the final card, for it was death! She gasped slightly, and then redrew her veil of inscrutability. There will be death, she intoned hoarsely, and you will be part of it. This much I see. Beware. Okay, so much for the card called death, meaning just that. Yes, yes, it can, but that interpretation is valid so rarely I was tempted to make it no more than a footnote in the cards listing in Chapter 7. 
let's put it this way, the oracle sees death differently than we do. It sees that our relationship with a loved one who dies will change forever. The physical part of that relationship, the fully reciprocal exchange of conversation, friendship, love, sex, that will end. However, the oracle views all this as a change and a natural one at that, and that is how it shows up in readings. So when we see death in tarot readings, it most often is indicated as a natural end point to a relationship accompanied by equally natural grief. However, 99% of the readings you will do regarding medical questions will not be about death, but be about life, about maintaining and restoring health, the body's own natural function, and about how best to promote healing. A wise physician knows that the best she can do is to help the natural healing process along, doing nothing to discourage it and whatever is most likely to assist it. The oracle is a valuable addition to this process, and I have often seen it give very worthwhile hope, guidance, warnings, and reassurance. There are several cards with very specific medical applications. First is a group of cards that can represent medical professionals in readings, most notably the king or queen of swords, especially appropriate for surgeons, but also the hermit, strength, or the emperor. If reversed, they can show us a doctor with whom the patient is uncomfortable and advise getting a second opinion. Both the Ace and Three of Swords can indicate a cut to the body or blood involved in any reading, and in medical readings, they show us injections, the Ace, or any type of surgery, the Three. Another group of cards is specific to recuperation and therefore can advise a quiet period of rest. They are the Four of Swords, the Hermit, and the Nine of Wands. Found reversed, however, the first one, the Four of Swords, indicates that the rest period is over and it's time to get back into a more normal routine, while the second two cards, when reversed, the Hermit and the Nine of Wands can show that more downtime will be needed to prevent the illness from recurring, especially when found in conjunction with the Eight of Pentacles reversed, the card of impatience. There are also cards foretelling a good recovery, Temperance, the Star, and the Four of Swords reversed, as well as those warning that recovery will be difficult, incomplete, or even unsuccessful. These more problematic cards are temperance, the chariot, the star, or strength, all when reversed. Treatment that will need to be repeated or that will require long-term diligence can be indicated by the three of swords reversed. I have also seen this card to refer to the need for long-term medication. If found with negative cards, it can indicate a problem with medications or treatment that needs to be corrected. One very specific card in medical readings is the Ten of Wands, which can pinpoint skeletal problems, most often back injuries, as figuring in the question being asked. The Nine of Swords, most often read as showing emotional distress, can also foretell physical pain, especially of the sort that causes sleeplessness and anxiety. As such, it often indicates an undiagnosed illness or any physical condition that is accompanied by depression and mental suffering or possibly insomnia for any reason at all. 
It can also predict both PMS and the arrival of a menstrual cycle, especially if painful or inconvenient for the woman, and how often is this ever convenient? When reversed, the Nine of Swords indicates someone either recovering from and or under treatment for any medical condition with the additional meaning that this period of treatment will itself be difficult and cause discomfort. One of the most interesting facets of the Oracle's response to medical questions is highlighted by the number of ways this one card, the Nine of Swords, can be interpreted. You'll notice how closely tied the mental component associated with this card, anxiety, is tied to the physical symptoms it also expresses. Here the oracle is on the cutting edge of modern Western medicine, Eastern medicine having already been there for several thousand years, by demonstrating how mind affects body and vice versa. Having a sleepless night for any reason can create physical stress and exhaustion, which can cause more anxiety if they cannot do what is expected of them, which will lead them to more sleeplessness, and so on. It's all tied together, and the oracle seems very well aware of that. This is also an excellent example of what I mean when I refer to the tarot providing nuanced, complex readings, each card having many shadings of meaning allows for these multifaceted interpretations to exist alongside the more simplistic ones. As readers, we all start with the bare bones reading and gradually work our way into the more complex places tarot can take us. Which makes this a good place to remind you once again to not feel overwhelmed by all the material presented in this book. Learning tarot is a gradual process. Seeing how to interpret the cards in specialized readings will come with time. And that is the section of Chapter 9 in the Language of Tarot regarding health and medical issues and the way that death is seen in Tarot. I hope this will help you. Again, there is more information scattered throughout the book. A lot of the cards um, have specialized meanings when it comes to health readings. A lot of that, however, is intuitive. In other words, if you have a card that means recovery and you're looking at a medical reading, well, recovery. If you have a card that means alone time, being separated from people, that would indicate a period when the seeker has to pull back from normal activities, either because they're incapacitated or because they're healing. So a lot of this is common sense, where you can take the normal you know, uh, interpretation of a card and then spin it out into a health reading. This also underscores, I think, the reason that it's very critical to try to have a conversation with the speaker right off the bat about what the reading is about. If someone comes to you uh, with a question about health, medical issues, and they don't tell you that, it makes it very hard for you as a reader to give them a good reading. You need to know what it is that's on their mind. You don't want to do a reading and look at it and say, well, this is about relationships or this is about the workplace, when in fact it's about a health reading. And yet there are very few cards, as you just noticed in this section, that are so specific to health issues that they jump right out and say, well, this this is a health reading. Here we go. Uh, one of those might, though, be the Ten of Wands. I see the Ten of Wands so often to indicate, uh, again, skeletal problems back problems, the way that people store tension in their skeletons and it causes all kinds of aches and pains. That seems a pretty clear one to me. But then again, the Ten of Wands can also show someone simply bearing a burden and carrying a heavy load of, of any kind, whether it's in the workplace or in a relationship. So to summarize, there really are no cards 
that are specific only to health issues and that every time you see one, you know you're looking at a health reading. There are also no cards that are so specific to, to death that when you look at a reading, you're going to say, oh, be there, you know, as the gypsies in the movies do. There will be death. That isn't really something that I see. You can see accidents. You can see warnings to take care of yourself. And you can certainly see cards that indicate a loss, a change, grief, mourning. And those are the ways that death is indicated in tarot cards. And as far as medical reasons, there are a million ways in which those are indicated in tarot readings. So you need to have that discussion right up front with the reader before you start interpreting the cards so you know if that's what you should be looking for. This was a great suggestion. Uh, this came to me as an email. Uh, please, if you have suggestions for further podcast episodes, I want to hear from you. I've gotten quite a few, and I'm starting to generate a list. And I'm hoping now that I've got all my uh, computer issues, which you know are like health issues. There should be specific cards for computer problems, for PCs crashing, and uh, it turns out the software doesn't work. And, ooh, the hardware doesn't work either on the new operating system. Eventually, there'll be specific cards that, that indicate those things in all our minds as we do more readings, because those things can affect your health. Trust me, it's very stressful. But now that seems to be in the past for me until, you know, the next time until the next time something crashes or there's a major update and I have to uh, scurry to try to make everything function together. So I will be adding these episodes, I hope, more often. Please let me know what you would like me to talk about here. And please also visit robertaleart.com. Visit me on Facebook and become my fan there. You can also follow me on Twitter at robertaleart. If you could, this is the best thing of all. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you've got quite a bit of the book under your belt when you have, so you could leave a review for the book. The best places of all for me are Amazon. That would really raise me in search results. So if somebody types in Tarot Guide, I would come up a little bit higher because a lot of that is based on how many reviews there are for the for the item. So that would be very helpful. Uh, iTunes is another great place to leave a review. There aren't that many for the language of tarot. I don't know why. I think I have quite a few listeners. It's an easy thing to do. Just go in and leave me a positive review. It helps tremendously to do so. Uh, you can also now leave reviews on my Facebook page. If you become my fan on Facebook, you'll see there's a tab for reviews. Uh, most of those are for my novels. I think there's only a couple there for the language of tarot. I'd love to have some more reviews. And that can be very brief. A lot of people have written quite nice things, kind of lengthy things, but doesn't have to be. You can just say, you know, I like the podcast. The book is a good book. You should listen. That's, that's all you have to do. So please, uh, you know, help me out that way. That would be much appreciated. And I will be talking to you again very soon. <laughs>